This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right, good evening. Good evening, everybody. Um, were there guys, a lot of guys that left? Yeah. They didn't think I was coming. Why didn't somebody call me? <coughs> Nobody called me tonight. Okay. Parshas Vayishlach. Vayishlach Yagam Alochim. The fun of Elisav. So, I talk about this a lot every year. First of all, I want to talk about something amazing in the Chidah, which I mentioned in the, a few last year. I mentioned it, but I found uh, talk about relationships of of um, fathers and sons. So, there's a very interesting Chidah. In Parshat Vayishlach this week, and he says like this: When he went to no, sorry, last week in Parshat Vayetzei, when he went to sleep, he had a dream, right? And in this dream, Hashem comes to him. The pasuk says the following: Go back in Parshat Vayetzei. Hashem says like this in the beginning. Hashem spoke to him, right? Um, he has a dream. Hashem says, "I am the God of Avram, your father, and the God of Yitzchak." But the Chidot talks about it doesn't say the God of Yitzchak, your father. Now Avram was his grandfather. Yitzchak was his father. It says, I am the God of your father, Abraham, and I am the God of Yitzchak. Why didn't it say, and I am the God of Yitzchak, your father? Yitzchak was really his father. Good question. Only the Chidot could say this. I said this at the Agurah Convention two years ago. The Chidot says the following. It says, Elke Abraham Avicha, and doesn't say, Elke Yitzchak Avicha. Tema! says, I'm, 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 I'm shocked. Shekol ziknei aviv. It calls his grandfather his father. Ulaviv Lekaraav. But Yitzhak who is father doesn't even call him father. Nearly, it seems to me. The fisha Yaakov Avram, Yaakov lived at the same time as his grandfather Avram, and he was learning Torah with doing mitzvah, so he Yaakov loved Avram loved him very much. Loved his grandson very much. Umaraif Khiba and because Avram loved his grandson so much, the Torah calls him his son, even though he wasn't his son. It's his grand, grandson. The Torah says, if you loved him so much, you call him the son. Where do we know that? By a Rebbe? A Rebbe is also called the father. If he loves his student, right? He's also called, Rabbi is called like Kibino. So we see from here that loving a child is what makes him your son, not because he physically had him. That doesn't make him your son. What makes him your son is the chavivus, is the love. And he says the following, and everybody was shocked when I said this. Lekach, therefore. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Aviv Hashem called Avraham Avinu Yaakov's father. Abu Yitzchak, but his real father Yitzchak. Shehoya Oyev Esav HaRasha Yaisimimenu, who loved Esav more than Yaakov. Lekach HaKadosh Baruch Aviv. Hashem said, I'm not calling you his father. You don't love him? As much as you love Esau, then you're not as like, then, then I'm not calling you his father. 
Okay, that's very wow. That's very wow, right? That's why he's not called his father. He says also that Yehuda Chosid Sivas Yad says, "Hakol Yada Avraham Avinu Al Hashem Ruach Hakodesh." Avraham knew everything in Ruach Hakodesh. Yada Yakar Tzvarz Bdulos Avishmayim Ashadi Guna Chukar Wikisar Kavod. Avraham knew that the picture, the, the picture of, of Yaakov Avinu, is inscribed in the. He say of covered the chain. Therefore, he be say we know the Yaakov Avinu. He gave him extra love. Avram Avinu, Mizikna Avram Avinu. He got special love from Avram Avinu, his grandfather, right? And therefore, Amalev he called him Bonavata. You are considered, um, you are considered like like his father. And and and, and Yitzchak, who didn't like him as much as Esav, is not. He says, but. Says a Yisbach Tzvakim Olukei of Yitzchak. Says it says that that that, that Yaakov brought Kabbanis to his father, his to the God of his father. The other way around, Yaakov considered Yitzchak his father, but Hashem did not because he gave what he gave him more more attention. I want to tell you something that's amazing in this week's parsha. What's amazing? Is I'm sorry. At the end of last week's parasha, listen to this chidah. It's a lesson to all us guys about our children. So it says at the end of the parasha, he's fighting with uh, he's fighting with Yisrael with um, with Lavan, and he says the following. At the end of the parasha, he's fighting with his father-in-law, and he says. Pasuk. What pasuk is this? Look to Avonim. Ah, if you want to look it up, it's a pasuk Mem Vav, Perak Lamed Aleph. But Yaimi Yaakov Liachav, and Yaakov says to his brothers, "Look to Avonim, gather stones." They took stones, but you have to go, they made a monument. And they made a party by the gull. Did Yaakov have brothers? No. He had first of all one brother. And Asaph wasn't here. Who, who are these people? How'd you learn this Pusik last week? Almost the last Pusik in the parsha. Yaakov said to his brothers, gather stones. Yaakov didn't have brothers. He had a brother, and his brother was not here. Because in this week's parasha, is right? if he would have gathered stones, he would have killed Yaakov with those stones. Who are these brothers? How did you learn this? He didn't have brothers, but the parasha says, he, he said to his brothers, help me out. Says Rashi. Memvo of Rashi. Le'echav, who are these brothers? Haim Banav. Hmm. They were his children, his shvatim. They were like brothers when it came to tzaros, when it came to problems. So the Torah is telling over here that a father, if his children have his back, so to say, a father can have a relationship with his own children like they're equal to his brothers. So Yaakov came to a point in his relationship with his children that he said, come here, my brothers, come here, help me out. Not my children, my brothers. 
What is considered a brother, says Rashi? The person who helps you out when you are having tzaras. When things are not going that good. Now, listen to what the Chidot says on this passage. He says to his brothers, collect stones. Upirish Rashi, le'echav, that these brothers, hey, banav. Lamdenu comes to teach us. Shiyakov avinu, olav hashalom, Yaakov avinu, upon him be peace, hoyamachshiv as banav ke'echav. He gave his children the importance like they were his brothers. He says, and therefore it would be very smart for a father, it would be correct for a father, that he should give chashivas. How would you say yachshiv in English? Honor them? Honor them. He should, what? He should, he should honor his children who are older children, big big children, like they are his brothers, and I, he says, and I tell you, and if you do that, your children will grow up to be beautiful, and very relaxed. What's the basis of children being like your brothers? That they have your back when things are bad. So the Chidot says that when it comes, when your children get older, break that barrier of, I'm the father, you sort of, sort of become like, they're my brothers. That's true. You, you boys get much older. They're they're like you know, they're like your brothers. It's that that father son that you know when you're thirty twenty five and your kid's two. That's the fault. But when a kid becomes a big kid, it becomes a. And he says if you bring up your children like that, shkedim shananim, which means relaxed and beautiful. Achim Gami says bigamachiyabanim. So he was talking to his kids here, and he and he called them his he called them his brothers. Interesting. The children can be called brothers. Okay. Let me tell you what I did this week. I did a very interesting thing. That's what we're going to talk about. That's very late. Very, very late. Okay. I did this. I went around my class. And I said... And you know what? We'll do it, we'll do it with everyone who's awake in this class. Okay, so that I can, I can add it to my list. Anyone have a pen? I can add it to my list. Okay. Oh, or another pen. Good pen. If I were to ask you guys to give me an adjective, you know what an adjective is? Special. It, it, it describes um, red, red rose, blue rose, uh, spiritual, meaningful... That's an adjective. Well, if you know what an adjective is, we can't do the exercise. But um, I asked my class of about 60 girls, I said, give me an adjective that describes Judaism and the Torah. Have an adjective for me? What? Emotional? Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Spiritual. Who said spiritual? Same. Well, we need some other guys. Spiritual. What do you think? Exciting, moving. Cherish. That's not. That's an adjective. The Judaism and the Torah. Happiness. Okay. So let's say ecstasy. Ecstasy. Nice. What? So, so it's an ecstasy of itself. Exciting? 
it's more the term means being side side by side yourself. Knowing who you really are. Oh, I said wow. Okay. As a whole. Nobody said wow. Wow. Meaningful. Meaningful. Good. All right, let me tell you what happened in the class. Huh? Amazing. Amazing is good. Amazing is an adjective. Excellent. Okay, let me tell you what I got. Joyful. What? Joyful. Joyful, I didn't get it. Very good. What? Gavaldig. Gavaldig. Forget about it. Don't forget about it. All right. All right. So let me tell you, let me tell you what the girls came up with. Chesed. No, I'm in the wrong place. Which one did they do first? No, let's do this, this one's first. Okay. They said the following. Colorful, indescribable, powerful guy. Three, four, four, four checks. Inspiring at two. Guidance of one. Mind-boggling one. Beautiful two. Peace of mind one. Meaningful four. Rigid. That girl's not happy. <laughs> Boyish. That girl's also not happy. She feels that the Torah in New Judaism is male chauvinistic, whatever. Okay, I told him to be honest. Interesting, intense, happiness, mindfulness, essential, truthful, spiritual, reality, great, Suffocating, she's not happy. Uh, fulfilling, annoying, she's not happy. <laughs> Fathomless, nourishing, deep, inclusive, overwhelming. Okay? So the most I got was meaningful. Okay. Then, I asked the following. And this is another class. That's what this class said. This class said security, truthful, beautiful, real, chosen, special, purposeful, meaningful, spiritual, comforting, inspirational, fascinating, insightful, magnificent, protection, also vital, guidance, deep. Okay. Now, the second question I asked is, so somebody said, beautiful. If I was to ask you in the room to give me what is the what is the most that you can answer because it's not an adjective. What is the most beautiful part of Judaism to you? You are. We'll, we'll go through the room. We'll go through the room. We'll do what we did for them. We'll do it for you. Your vote is Tila. Okay. What do you say? What's the most beautiful part? For him getting drunk? <laughs> What's the most beautiful part? What do you think? What do you think? You mean some, but something you like the most. Something to you is the most beautiful part of Yiddish guy. Davin. Davin. So gets, that's two for two. Yes. Just is good. What do you think? What? Learning on a Friday night. 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 What do you think? Shabbos. Shabbos. I'm going to tell you what I... Yeah, go ahead. Shabbos. 
Shabbos is so beautiful. What do you think? Uh, being with family on Shabbos and Shabbos. Shabbos and Yantif. Shabbos and Yom Tov. Understanding of everything just fits. Ashkocha Pratis. That's what it's called. Ashkocha Pratis, that a God controls everything. Everything that happens, done in his control. It fits the office, the, 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 right, the, the, the numerical value, and the gematrius, and the truth, and everything. Okay. Alright, Filacha said learning on Friday night, Shabbos, Shabbos, Yantiv, and Ashkocha Pratis. Okay, let me tell you what my girls came up with. Chesed, Charity, Mikvah, Sukkot, Shabbos got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine votes. Tassel Meshpacha got three votes. Prayer got three votes. Unity, Achdus, beautiful. Rosh Chodesh, I don't know where that girl came from, but Rosh Chodesh. Mitzvah Guerrero's Mitzvah. Marriage got three. Yantif, Kibbutz of Ain got two. Family, like you said. 39 Malachis, that everything is detailed oriented. Um, Jewish children, spiritual growth, Sniyot, only got one. Smiris got one, Kirov got one. Reading the Torah, that was interesting. Learning, kosher. Okay. What? These are girls. So, yeah, they didn't write film. So this is, this is, this is theirs, and what did they write? Achtas, Chesed, Smiris, Shemunigia, Proud of Judaism. Potential prayer, food, kosher food. It can be beautiful if your wife knows how to cook. One girl said Simchat Torah. So, the question is as follows: How come nobody feels the beauty of the beauty of Yiddishkeit, Judaism, in the Torah? Is the, no one gave me this answer so far. Anyone I've ever asked is I know why they don't give me the answer. I'll explain it to you. But the beauty of of, myth, of Torah and mitzvahs and and Judaism is connecting to God. Connecting to God. So the 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 beauty of tefillah and all these little things and all these things that you mentioned. The, what's the beauty of tefillah and Shabbos and learning and sneers and and circus and yantif and all these all these all these different parts. What's the beauty? Nobody ever said. You know what the beauty of the Torah and mitzvahs is? It gives me the ability to connect to Hashem because it's not what we're taught. Because that's not, that's not what we're taught. We're taught that the beauty is Shabbos, when really the beauty is that Shabbos connects to Hashem. We stop at that point. Shabbos is beautiful. Some could say the beauty is putting on tefillin. Yantif, learning Torah, davening, but the true beauty, those are the details, the true beauty of Yiddishkeit, of Torah and Judaism, is it's a means to connect to God. That's what makes it beautiful. If all these, if all these things did not connect to God, Kifot the fish is not, is not, Shabbos is not beautiful, nothing beautiful. Because Shabbos, you say, is very boring, it's more beautiful to go to movies. No, that, you know, Praying is, is beautiful. It's maybe more, you know, more more beautiful to to talk to your friends instead of talking to your friends. At least they talk back to you. So the, the, the problem, this is what I'm talking about. The, the the basic problem that we're having is that 
We don't look at Yiddishkeit as beautiful. There's a passing in Chumash. There's a passing in Chumash that says the following. Shalach has three sons, right? Shem, Cham, and Yafes. When they, when they carried out their father and Cham after what he did to him. So he cursed Cham, but he said the following. It has to do with this week's parasha. Baruch Hashem Elokeishem. God should bless, right? Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem Elokeishem. Blessed is God, said Noah. Blessed is God who is the God of shame, my son. You cannot ever lamo and cannot be a servant forever. Yaft Elokim Yefes. God should give Yefes beauty. That was the Greeks, by the way. Right? She's gonna be Yishkin shame. But, but he should dwell in the tents of shame. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah, Yefes was a different son then. Why should he dwell in the tents of shame? So, what, what Noah was blessing his sons was that shame is us. Right? And he, he blessed us that we should be blessed by God. We should be connected to our Kodesh Baruch Hu. But Noah understood that that's not enough. And that if Torah is not beautiful, if Torah is not beautiful and the mitzvahs that we do are not beautiful and a Jewish marriage and a Jewish couple and chinuch and everything that we do is not beautiful, in the end it won't last. So he said, Yefes, I'm giving you a bracha, you should be beautiful. But that beauty should not be French fashion or a Maserati, the lines of a Maserati. You understand? Or skin deep beauty. That beauty should live in the Ohole shame. The Torah and the mitzvahs that shame keeps, that's what should be beautiful. And that's something that we do not have. We do not, no one, very few people use the adjective when it comes to Yiddishkeit that it's a really beautiful religion. Or that mitzvahs are beautiful. They're, they're uplifting and they're spiritual and all the other words that we use, but we don't use the word beautiful. And we have to bring back the beauty to Yiddishkeit. Why? Okay, so it's not so beautiful. Alright, no. A lot of things you do in life, right? To make money and all other things you do, grunge work, it's not beautiful, but, but it has a lot of meaning. So it's not so beautiful. So what's, what, what, what are we worried about? That it's not so beautiful. And, and that's what's happening today. What's, if, if you ask a kid, if you ask a kid, tell me something that's beautiful, he'll never say Judaism. I do that with the other kids. Now instead of asking the way you answer, I would tell you, in Hashem's world, Describe to me something that's beautiful. Sunrise, sunset, the ocean, seagulls, uh, um, 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 butterflies, uh, a painting, a beautiful car, a beautiful girl, a beautiful house, a beautiful furniture. Right, everything's physical. No one ever said to me when I said, I did this with younger kids, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, like, so tell me something that's really beautiful in this world. No one ever said, Hashem. Nobody ever said that to me. Because Hashem is not, we're not taught that Hashem is beautiful. Hashem is a king, and he's a father. Um, describe to me, you know, something beautiful. Nobody ever said, Rebbe, you want to know what's beautiful? The Torah is beautiful. And I got that answer. It's always the cars and the women and all these other things that are beautiful. And people, and beautiful music, and beautiful music, and beautiful people, and beautiful cars, and beautiful houses, and beautiful mountains. And beautiful oceans, and beautiful sky, skylines, beautiful art. No beautiful Hashem. You haven't even heard those two words together. You ever hear those two words together in your life? What? 
No, no one used the word wonderful with Hashem. Hashem's wonderful? Hashem's a king, Hashem's a father. I never heard those words. You, I mean, I'm sure you've heard other, you have a beautiful hat, oh, it's a beautiful suit, beautiful shot, beautiful tie, where'd you get that from? Wow, look at that watch, beautiful watch. Nice, beautiful car, right? Beautiful boots, man. I love your beautiful scarf. Beautiful table, beautiful chair. You ever hear someone say, beautiful Hashem? Nah. We're not taught that. But the bracha Noah gave was that yef, that yefes, beauty, right? Beauty should rest. Do you have a sitter? Bring me a sitter for a second. Beauty should rest in, in, in our Torah mitzvahs. And that's what we're missing. That's the, what we're missing. It's like, oh, Shamas? I hate Shamas! You're gonna put on Tillin? Pe'er. Pe'er means beauty. Pe'er. Yes. Amazing, amazing, amazing and beautiful. Two very different words. Amazing is awe. Is awe. Yiras Hashem. Yiras Hashem. Doesn't mean fear Hashem. It means the awe of God. Wow. I didn't, I didn't get that word either, but okay, whatever. I think if I asked the class, if I asked the class of a, of a hundred, if I asked, if I asked the class of a hundred, a hundred, I'd say, tell me, tell me something in this world that's amazing. I don't know if someone would say Hashem, maybe. But beautiful? No, no, I, I'm going I'm going the other way around. I'm saying, tell me something in this world that's beautiful. See if they can get it. They're not getting, they're not connecting it to Hashem. You're saying they're just saying shops and not or even they're not knowing behind the shops. They're missing the second piece. Uh, that's what I'm saying. They have the detail, but they're missing they're talking about the wheels, but not the car. You have to connect it to that's that's the the beauty of the world is that God created that God created all this, this world. And 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 so my separations, everything he created has to lead to him, but we cut it off. It's like beautiful, beautiful sunset. Who made that beautiful sunset? Sunset, sunset, sunset are a beautiful sunset. Right. But certain things. Well, people say it's an amazing sunset. Yeah, but no, but certain things are not. You're not going to use. You're not going to connect the word beautiful to it. That's what you're saying. No, like Shabbos. I'm sure. I'm sure the person thinking about. So let me. What? I'm saying somebody says Shabbos. No, what are you talking about? Shabbos. I have to eat kugel, chulin, kishka. You fill the fish and herring, and and Johnny walkie blue. No, Shabbos is a spiritual thing. Right. Shabbos, we read that. Shabbos, we feel it's different. Thursday night, chillin' is close. It's close. No, but you feel this. You feel like the special. Can you you have an article sitting with English? Is there one back there? There's one inside for sure. Is that one back there? I'll show you something. Why? Why I'm saying what I'm saying. So after Kriyashma, you say Hashem Elokechem Emes. Right? Hashem your God is true. Is, thank you. Hashem your God is truth. Listen to this. You don't even know what you're saying, Walter, so listen carefully. Viyatsiv 
v'yatsiv and certain v'nochon and correct v'kayam and enduring v'yashar straight v'nehman believable v'ahuv beloved v'chaviv cherished v'nechmod delightful these are all words describing right so we have a lot of so 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 if we if I, if I was going to ask you the question and you learned this and you read the Siddha, you would say, um, what's it called? You'd say, enduring, fear, faithful, beloved, cherished, right? Uh, pleasant, awesome, ba'adir, powerful, umasukan, correct, umakubal, accepted, vitov, and good. What is all these words leading up to? The last word in this description. And beautiful is this forever and ever. So in Yeshiva, that's the word you use. The end of all that stuff, right? Truthful. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the adjective. That's the final adjective. Yeah, Yafa. And that was the bracha that he gave him. He gave him a bracha that in your tents, when you learn inside, it's not because I have to learn. It's something of beauty. It's, 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 it's like an artist. Learning Gemara is like, is like a, an orchestra with the guy leading the orchestra. I don't, I don't know who you're dealing with, but I'm saying from my perspective, right. I'm thinking when somebody looks at Shabbos, they're not going to say Shabbos, they're thinking about the food. I would say Shabbos is, I would say Shabbos is beautiful. If someone would come up to me and say, describe Shabbos, I would say it's beautiful. Then you can ask, what about Shabbos is beautiful? Then, then I, a lot of the girls said, I said, Shabbos is beautiful, yes. What about Shabbos is beautiful? I don't know. It's just beautiful. It is. It, 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 is a, it happens to be that it's brought down that you talk of don't know. It's a, it's a, in the, it's a the feeling that comes down into the world. What? Right, it's just a feeling that comes into the world. I saw something crazy. I saw in a safer that it says that Gehenna is closed on Shabbos. You know that, right? That's why you're supposed to dive in late Mati Shabbos. They say, boo-hoo, give you another second. Right. So, it's brought down in a different safer. But a guy who's Mechal Shabbos, a guy who's Mechal Shabbos, right? So some people say, Prince Mechal Shabbos, for him, Gehenim is open on Shabbos. Because he's Mechal Shabbos. You didn't respect the Shabbos. Shabbos is not going to protect you for you to inspect. I saw a different safe in How does a person get punished? He says, Gehenim is never open on Shabbos. So how does a person get punished on Shabbos? He gets double Gehenim on Friday. Whatever the right, it's not a job. He gets double on Friday. He used to get double. Let's say he doesn't do anything on Friday. What do you mean? Let's say he's not. Let's say he doesn't do anything bad on Friday. And Shabbos, he is doing something bad. So how is he get? No, no, no. Gehenim is he has to go through eleven months or whatever he has to go through, right? So he's saying on Friday he gets they give they turn the fire. Let's say it's hundred degrees. Just I mean it's not like that, but hundred so it's two hundred degrees. But Shabbos Gehenim is closed. In Shemayim it's all closed. I heard that I've never heard that it will go up double. I just heard that Shabbos seems such a special thing. It's turned off. Yeah, yeah, but so how does he get? But he was Mechal Shabbos. So how does he get forgiven for that? What's the meaning of Gemida? He says Erev Shabbos, just like the, the month came down double. Okay, anyway, why am I into this whole? No, it's late. Why am I into this whole beauty thing? Right. So the reason I got into this whole beauty thing is this fight this week, big fight, huge fight, man. They were going at it, partially Yishlach. And he met um, 
this this angel, and the angel was the malach of the was the satan. There's two times it says in the Torah ish, right? And it means a malach. Anyone know where the other place? By Yakalavada, he was left alone by Yaovik Ish Imo, says the Beforeshim, who was the Ish, who was a Malach to Satan, Esau's Sar. And then it says, when Yosef got lost, he was looking for his brothers, he met a Malach, he met an Ish, it says it was the Malach of Riel. How do you know that was the Malach of Riel and this was the Satan? How, how do you know? It says twice Ish, maybe it's the same guy. Maybe they're both the Satan, maybe they're both Gabriel. So it says, beautiful. This Malach came to fight. So it had to be the Malach of, of Asa. That Malach came to help. So it had to be Gavriel. That's how you know. So anyway, so... But that's a very simple answer. What? That's a very simple answer. And that's the answer. Yeah, 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 really Sometimes it's a very simple answer. Right. So, it says, imo Adalois HaShachar. So they fought until the Alois HaShachar. The word that's used is Avek. And Avek means dust. And it says in Chazal that the dust from their fight went up to Hashem's throne, which we know is impossible. You can't have a fight on earth, in this, so it's, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor that their fight caused the shine from Hashem's throne to go away. Now what did he do? We know he hit him in the groin. He dislocated his groin. That's why you can't even get an usher, right? So it says, what does that mean? It represents his children in the next door that's coming. It represents the children. It represents us in 2014. So what did the Sultan want over here? It doesn't sound normal. He's fighting with Jacob and he hits him in the thigh. The Malach. Right? So first of all, why didn't he hit him in the chest? Why didn't he hit him in the head? So it says he had no power to hurt Yaakov as who he was. He could only hurt us, the dogs that were coming out of Yaakov. And he told Yaakov, I know that I can't hurt you. And I know I can't destroy Klyasro. But he Ovek, what he did is... He caused this dust, which is the lack of clarity. He caused the lack of... When, when, I remember we were street fighting, so I was in Mary Shiva, and they were having a lot of street fights, and they said, if you ever get caught, and we were fighting with Italians, and you get caught in the corner, whatever it is, and there's a guy going to try to beat you up, and you're, you're much smaller than him, pick up all the dirt from the floor and throw it in his eyes. Right? I don't know if you've ever... I was in a dust storm once in the desert. You dig in desert, you might can't see... It's like a snowstorm. You can't see an inch in front of you. So dust... Right? A dust storm, a dust bowl, you can't see. It takes away your vision. It takes away, it takes away your clarity. You can't see clearly. The Sata knew that we're never going to give up the Torah totally. But he wanted to take away our clarity. He wanted to take away, what does dust do? What does dust do? You don't see it. You don't see it. But if you look on everything in the silver, in the mirror, it's all dirty. But you don't see it. It's all dirty. It's subconscious. It's sub, you don't see it. So, Asaph said, I am going, what I'm going to do, what I want to do is, my main thing is to take the beauty away from the Torah. So, he threw dust in the ear, so to say. My, I'm not going to break, you're going to do mitzvahs, but you're going to put on tefillin, and you're going to be bored. You're going to come Shabbos, and you're going to be bored. You're going to learn Torah, and you're going to be bored. And you're going to do all these mitzvahs, and you're going to be like, it's boring, it's not exciting, it's not something that I, not something that I want to do. Now, that was, that, Right, that was his kayach. And what, what, the, what the metaphor is saying here is that you need to know that if Torah becomes not beautiful and becomes dusty, it will reach the Kisar Kavod. It will cause people not to believe in God. And today you see how many kids don't believe in Hashem. They're atheists. 
So his klayach was, what he was saying is, if I can fight with you in this world and take away your beauty, your beauty is your iPhone 6, your beauty is your car, your beauty is your house. If I could take away the beauty of Yiddishkeit, don't think that just us, we're just going to lose the beauty. Okay, so it's, it's going to end up affecting God, your relationship with God. So Yaakov Levine says, to Esav, that's what you want to do to my children? I'm not letting you go back to Shemayim. And he held on to me, he said, I'm not letting you go back to Shemayim. Have a good day. You're stuck. And Esav said, I got to go. I got I, I to sing Shira. It's my day to sing Shira. Nagavino said, you have to give me a bracha. If you don't give me a bracha, I'm not letting you go. So what's the bracha that he gave him? Did he tell me he's going to have a lot of children? No, this is what he told him. Bayoma, Shalcheni, send me, let me go. Ki shachar. The morning star, I got to go down with Sikin. I'm not letting you go. You have to give me a bracha. Imagine, you wanted a bracha from the Satan. So he asked him, what's your name? No. Your name is no longer Yaakov. Because your name is not Yisrael. Because Right. So, but, but listen to what he did. He said, he said, your name is, your name is Yisrael. He's recently, because you, um, what's it called? You fought with me, with divine, with a man, and, 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 and you, what's the bracha here? So then Yaakov said, what's your name? He said, Lama Zatishal, and he left. What's the bracha here? He didn't give him a bracha. He changed his name. He didn't give him a bracha. He asked him for a bracha. Give me a bracha. He said, okay, bracha. His name's not Yaakov, it's Yisrael. So he changed my name. So what's the bracha? And Yaakov seems to have been happy with that. He let him go. What's going on over here? Anyone here figure it out? Beautiful tarots. What's the bracha? He says, give me a bracha. He said, okay, your, name's, your name used to be uh, Harry, and now it's Mayor. Okay, bye. Go. What's the bracha? It's not a bracha. It's a name change, not a bracha. Answer, answer is beautiful. Yaakov said, "You are going to make my. You're going to make the Torah dull for my children. I'm not letting you go unless you fix that." He said, "Okay, I'll give you a new name. Your name is Yisrael. Yisrael stands for Yashar Kale. You can see God straight. Yashar Kale means." Straight God. You can see God straight. I cursed you and I hit you and I hurt you to take away your clarity. To take away your ability to see God in everything that he does. He says, I'm going to change your source. I'm going to change who you are. Because your name is your source. No more Yaakov. Yashar Kel. You're going to see straight. You're going to see clear. Then I'm going to give you back your clarity. That was the bracha. He said, what? B'nai Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael. It's the land of us, of Yisrael. Yashakel. So he fixed the curse that he gave was to make it not straight. I live in the gray. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. I'm all dusty. I'm all mixed up. The, the bracha he gave him was, you have a new name. A person's name is that's who you are. Your source of who you are is your name. He called them Yisrael. We're the B'nai Yisrael, the children of Yashakel. And that was, and then he asked, he said, by the way, before I let you go, I'm fighting with your whole night. You gave me a bracha, right? Mashmecha, what's your name? So the Satan answered him, Loma Tishalishmi, why are you asking my name? Now that would be an answer for a Jewish angel, because we always ask, we always answer a question with a question. 
he asked him, what's your name? He said, why are you asking me my name? That would, but, but, but this angel wasn't Jewish. He was the Satan. So what kind of answer was that? What kind of answer is that? Yeah, I'm asking you your name. Give me your name. You know my name. You just changed my name from Yaakov to Yisrael. What's your name, man? Why did he say Satan? What? Zamalach. Zamalach. The name stuck. The name stuck. What? Oh, so, so, what's, what's, so what, what, so, so, there's two answers to this. One, the Southern said, listen, if I'm gonna tell you my name now, every generation I'm a new name. This generation I'm an iPhone. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna I'm a movie before that. 200 years ago, the Southern wasn't, didn't have any technology. He says, every generation I'm a new name. So whatever name I'm gonna tell you now, Yaakov, it's not gonna help you. It's not gonna help you at all. Because I'm gonna change my name. She said, he said, Lama's a Tisha, why are you asking my name now? Tomorrow I'm on a different name. I, I change, I'm a changeling. I change all the time. But the most famous answer is, he answered the question. He said, Lama's a Tisha, Shmi. My name is, why ask questions? Nike, Nike, just do it. <laughs> Don't ask where Hashem, who created the world, why should I do this? Why? Don't ask any questions. Lama's a Tisha, Shmi. Why are you asking? That's my name. Don't ask no questions. Just party, just have a good time. But in the end, we see that Yaakov Taka beat him in, the, in this fight, and he, we got this bracha, and, and that's the bracha that, the, the, the biggest bracha that a person can get is clarity. Because we live in a world of, every, nothing's clear. So that was the bracha. This week's parasha, Yaakov Avinu became Yisrael. Yashakel. And Bezrat Hashem, we should all have this chus to see Yashakel, to see God clearly, becoming Mashiach, and Hey, Amenu, Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.